Okay, um, I'm set up on my side. I'm ready to go. So I've been rolling this entire time. So go ahead I will start up. recording go ahead. right now. I'm recording. Did you write down any of the interesting thoughts that just popped to your head when you first started watching the movie? Pretty much. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I have interesting thoughts about this movie. Oh, okay, yeah. so you, you wrote it into your notes is what I'm saying. You didn't have anything like a, a first thing where you're like, what the fuck kind of moment or anything? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, it's all what the fuck. But yeah, it's just throughout the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of Brotherhood of Death is what the fuck, says Matt Sion. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, any blaxploitation film is an entirety what the fuck, by, for me, at least. I thought that you were the only person qualified to speak of the black experience in the 70s. I will though. say this. If there's any one person who can speak to the African American, I can't even do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am the whitest white guy that ever whited. <laughs> there, that's our intro. <laughs> Here we go. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcast. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. Welcome to the 245th episode of Cinema PsyOps. It is also the final week before the event that everybody loves except for my co-host, Matt. Do we have a time machine or anything? You can't go back and undo what you did when you signed on the dotted line to be a part of the show. You know, for as weird as it is, March never seemed to end it, and April went by in a flash for me. And all I can think is because the only thing that could make a quarantined month go by in a flash is May Mate. Yeah, the ever-present dread. Is not looking forward to something so fucking much that it makes a month of quarantine go by fast. 
Dude, April has fucking rocked for me. I am owning quarantine right now. I'm quite good at it. You're quite good at the quarantine levels happening in your life? I don't think I'm going to go back from this. I am purposely going to find a remote work job from here. And if my company won't offer it, I'll I'll have to externally promote myself to remote work elsewhere. Jesus Christ, dude. (laughs) Yeah. um, Fuck the entirety of the human race. I'm done. Yeah, you're not into it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm the happiest I've ever fucking been. All my rage, all of my angst, all of my anxiety, everything that I thought was wrong with me turns out it's the rest of the world, Matt. I don't think that's true. No, it's fucking true. I've tested it through weeks upon weeks of quarantine. I'm going feral, motherfucker. I I still just don't think that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) Does it sound like I'm in an excessively good mood to you? It really does. It really does. Uh, What what drugs are you taking? And I don't know why you don't share. Uh, Well, I will share with you the thing that's got me high this exact moment. You want to know what it is? What's that? The numbers for Legion podcasts came for February and March. Have you been a part of that conversation? I have not been, apparently. Okay. Um, This is somewhat of a humble brag, but this is also me thanking the listeners because they're the ones that did this. This has nothing to do with you and I, other than connecting with people. The numbers came in for February for Legion Podcast Network. We represent exactly one-third of the total downloads for the month of February. Fucking A, man. Thank you, guys. That's fucking amazing. The number of listens for a podcast or downloads or whatever it actually is that the metric that Bo is tracking went up in February for Legion Podcasts by exactly 900 listens. Jesus. That increase is actually us. We were all 900 of the increase. Technically, there were 12 drop-offs for other shows or the rest of the network, and we picked those up because we increased listens in the month of February of 912 listens or downloads. That's insane. That's amazing. So if there's a bunch of new people out there, which Bo seems to think it is, he thinks that we've gained 200 total new listeners and that... We have, in fact, had a bunch of them go back and listen to all of our old episodes. You guys fucking rule. That is amazing. Those download numbers are awesome. Thank you, each and every one of you. Everyone who has been listening this entire time, everyone that picked us up, dropped us, picked us back up again, everybody that made those numbers happen, that is all you guys. You guys endured the idiocy that is Matt and I for that many fucking listens or downloads or whatever it was in the month of February. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking... That's rad, man. That's that's pretty fucking gnarly, dude. I'm uh okay, I'm now, shocked. Now March, we got pretty much the same numbers that we got in February in March from that increase. And like I said, Bo thinks we have 200 listeners that have been sticking around, and he's interested in what's going to happen with our April numbers. So everybody that's new, welcome to yeah. the psyops. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying my best to remember to introduce myself in the beginning of the show, which I never fucking do, because I don't think I'm the one people are here for, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I'm Court, and he is Matt, as we have said. And uh, each and every single one of you, because I was able to track your IP addresses, I'm going to list you off all 200 new listeners right from the start. Are you ready, Matt? All right, I'm listening. That would take way, 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 way too fucking long, and this show is not going to be that long, because it is the season finale of Better Call Saul, and I am so fucking stoked for that. Well, you picked the right movie for a show not to be long. (laughs) Yeah. One hour, 17 minutes, Brotherhood of Death. Now, 
The poster yeah. may or may not have lied to me, Matt. I thought it was going to be one of those like clan disruption type movies, and it turns out it's technically sort of a rape revenge slash taking back our community from the racist uh, clan, right? And yeah, but you also they kind of like they destroy the clan, right? Well, there's a I mean, spoiler alert, right? But there's a bit of a bait and switch. But what I was hoping for was more of an infiltration where they come in where it's black men dressed as a clan, and we didn't get that as much as I was hoping for by the poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's true. But that's fine. I'm totally cool with that. I just love that reveal of underneath the clan hood is a black man who's there to deal some fucking pain. I like that. That that Word image really sticks up. with me. <laughs> and as you are the only person who is able to speak on the black experience in the 70s, the only qualified podcaster to speak on the black experience specifically in the 1970s, you this are doing the notes. You are doing the notes as you will always do from here on out until you kick the bucket or quit the show. Really? Like you'll never do notes again? Well, I may, but only on special occasions. Well, like, I was about to say it. Like, you can't tell me there's in a movie if we ever do it that you enjoy so much. You're like, well, I'm not letting Matt fuck this over. Well, that's exactly what it is. I would have to love it enough to be like, yeah, I can't let Matt fuck this up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I figured. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way you'd give me one of your favorite movies and let me go ahead and rubbage through it the way I usually do. Yeah, the only other thing I can think of, too, is uh, if Bev comes back on the show and we do, like, another couples therapy episode ever in the future, um, uh. that may be a, a point where I would do the notes because I wouldn't try and force her to do this stuff. It's It takes a little bit of practice to get it right. And I mean, you've been doing it for, what, two and a half years now and you still suck, so. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, holy <laughs> shit. You gotta show, you gotta show her a little bit more leeway. Well, yeah, I actually care about her. I'm trying to run you into the ground and belittle you every moment I can. I mean, you think you hurt my feelings, but I don't really have any. <laughs> I mean, listen, you can't do any worse than the kids when I was in grade school, middle school, high school, college, adult <laughs> years, all the way up to an hour ago have done. Wow, that is like the wittiest thing you've said in a really fucking long time. <laughs> It's really stupid. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And on that really uh, self-deprecating humor, we're going to take a break here. I'm going to play the Legion GoFundMe promo. Very important, folks. If you are contributing to that, uh, let us know that you've done it and uh, also that you are doing it because you heard the promo on our show. I would love to help out those in need in our Legionnaires. We'll have a little bit of music that is straight out of Brotherhood of Death after that. Everybody be fucking cool. Be real fucking cool. When we come back, we will have the trailer. This is Bo from LegionPodcasts.com. Hey, it's been a crazy time, and when the world gets nuts, we're happy to offer some old-fashioned podcast entertainment. But for some folks, getting a laugh out of a show isn't really helping these days. People who depend on tips in their bartending jobs or have been put on furlough with no pay till the worst of this coronavirus threat has passed. That's a tough spot. That's why we set up a GoFundMe for members of our community, a sort of grand scale, take a penny, leave a penny. For people like myself, for whom the recent disruptions haven't kicked us out of work, well, we can drop a few of those extra pennies in the GoFundMe jar. For those who are directly affected by recent events, and find themselves looking for money to pay the electric bill or keep the water on, well, how about you give me a shout at bo, B-O, at legionpodcasts.com. Let me know the situation and what you need, and we'll do our best to make life a little easier. And you can find links to the GoFundMe on the front page of legionpodcasts.com, on our Facebook group page, or on Twitter at legionpodcasts, where it's the pinned tweet. For those of you who are able, thanks in advance for chipping in. And members of our community who need a hand, 
hey, here we are. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and we're all going to get through this together. Legion isn't just a name, it's who we are. Thanks for listening to all the shows here on Legion Podcasts, and we'll talk to you soon. your high horse and get on down get on down get on down matt yeah <laughs> i do get off my high horse on occasion uh you aren't really ever on your high horse because the rest of the world is constantly looking down at you well i could never get up on a high horse number one my weight i could never climb up and even if i could i'd break the horse's back it would be terrible yeah the reinforcement work i had to do on the fucking soapboxes for you that you keep climbing up on just to keep you alive long enough to do the show it's even more ridiculous than this trailer the army taught them to kill and protect themselves they learn fast they learn good they learn so good they could protect themselves back home too brotherhood of death sure did ask for it started getting it back started getting scared if you the grand cyclops let the righteous arm of the ku klux klan reach out and smite those who would dare to defile our christian civilization Brotherhood of Death, a picture that explodes on the screen with dynamite action. Paid to protect white folks now. I am paid to keep the peace. Lava. If they want war, man, let's give it to them. Do you think that you can put on evil spirit costumes and call yourself dragons and burn crosses? And all the were shaking their shoes. These are about to do you in. Brotherhood of Death. See the brothers fight fire with fire. Revenge a sister's rape. A brother's death. The murder of their only friend. See the brothers stick it to the clan. Brotherhood of Death. See Roy Jefferson and Mike Thomas, stars of the Washington. See special guests Mike Bass, Frank Grant, Reggie Rucker, and others. Die. See Roy Jefferson make moves you've never seen before. See it all. See it now. Brotherhood of Death. From Downtown Distribution Corporation. Rated R. 
Okay, so there were no less than seven racial slurs counting the name of a football team from Washington in that fucking trailer I had to take care of. Jesus. <laughs> in the fucking trailer, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's when you know you're in for a, a rough time. Okay, so the time frame that they're, we're dealing with here, this is something that actually these racial slurs were thrown around quite a bit. I mean, times are better now, Matt. Everything's solved and there's no more racism. That's all been fixed, but... Hold on, hold on. Hey, Court, promise yeah. me you'll listen. Uh-huh. No one out there tell him, all right? This is all he has. He's hanging on to it by a thread. Just let him have this one. All right, go ahead, Court. So anyway, I, I know that uh, racism's been solved and everything's cool now, and you know we don't have to worry about that at all. But uh, Sure, sure. Yeah, in, in totes. The, in the 70s, uh, people were throwing these around, and they didn't care about who they heard, and they were specifically used to disparage and uh, put down an entire group of people, whatever they may be. And now, that's bad. Yeah, and that's really bad. So watching this type of film in this day and age, it makes us feel even more uncomfortable, and I believe that it's even amped up to make it much more intense because in the time frame of the 70s when this film was taking place they were trying to show you just how bad this type of thing is and how it is affecting someone whenever you refer to them in such a disparaging term so we know that now we know how that goes so the intensity of it is that much worse for us is how i look at it yeah i mean that's a, a pretty good way of putting it um I don't know. Was it, it, I mean, I know the movie was made in the 70s. I don't know if it's supposed to be take place in the 70s because Vietnam's supposed to be going still full-fledged. So well, more if, along the lines of the 60s. Well, but. well, by the time that Vietnam was over, racism was starting to get better. See, so it was much, much better. So they had to amp it up even further in 76 to show you how bad it was in the Vietnam era. Right. Yeah. No, totally, of course. Because, yeah, I mean, by that point, you're right. R racism... Was, was totally it wasn't better it was totally going away it was starting yeah. to yeah it was starting to get better rights were starting to actually finally happen and uh there weren't racist kkk police detectives and stuff sure 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 <laughs> yeah 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 cool 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 I can't yeah, even, yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't even keep playing this up this is <laughs> let's just fucking do the review i mean you're you're yeah, yeah no i mean everything's fine if people love each other let him have this people let him have this he doesn't have anything else it's all right it's it's <laughs> certainly gotten better and it has definitely improved over time but nowhere near where it should be let him have this besides better call saul this is it this is all he's got and it's season finale today <laughs> all right just do the fucking review because that is all i have <laughs> is better call saul well that your wife and your cats well that's a given they're trapped with me they can't go anywhere right now <laughs> all right brotherhood of death so we start with two racists and they're driving around and they're talking about how things have gotten worse since the federal government has started giving out grants and other things to help try to ease the suffering of people of color in the South, pretty much stating that the people of color, they just want to work. They were happier before the government got involved in the lives, all this kind of stuff, and what they called federal handouts. So I wonder, where have you heard that before? Yeah, it's an eerie thing that's played all back again. It's a Republican talking point or a libertarian talking what? point or even Listen a... to those two guys talk is pretty much what Trump ran on. Yeah, it's a Tea Party type platform, Republican type platform, and then the libertarians that are trying to pretend like they aren't actually just Republicans who want to get high. Libertarians are either Republicans who just want to get high or very, very rich liberals who want to keep most of their money away from taxes and also want to own a gun. 
Well, uh, we see some uh, a group of people of color are hanging out. They're talking by their bus. They're kind of having fun, partying a little bit. They're talking about how they're going to become soldiers soon in the war. At one point, two of them are kind of you know hanging out. They're just tossing cans into a trash can like a game, like a basketball game. And then a white couple pulls up. Are the folks on the bus at this point that are playing with the beer cans and tossing, they're pretty lit, right? And they should not be driving a bus. They probably state, should not right? be driving us, but this is back in the, the 60s and 70s. There was no such thing as drunk driving. Well, it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing so much that mothers were getting mad at it yet. There you go. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, so the white couple pulls up. They're pretty much necking as driving when they're pulling up. And then they look out. The guy looks out and see uh, one of the ladies and one of the other guys of color. They're doing the same thing that they were just doing but when they're doing it it's wrong and he talks about how they just multiply and all that kind of shit which is racist shit i don't want to defend them but i also want to point out that the people of color that you are referring to she is sitting on his lap and there's a significant amount of grinding going on so they're a little more hot and heavy than the turtle doving like lovers yeah, that are well in the he's driving just mode. jealous then Right. That's what I was thinking was. That's what I was getting at, because they're getting even more passionate and it's looking like it would be good. And he knows that what he's about to get will be a biblical missionary position. Very cold, very uncaring. Yeah. Throw a baby in me, Jebediah clip. Yeah, exactly. Type sex. <laughs> so then after all that, uh, one of the guys hears him say that and he takes one of the kids and, you know, purposely tosses it right across the hood saying, oops, that motherfucker didn't go in. So then the racist dude, he gets out and he says he wants him to clean up and then apologize to the lady in the car. Very racistly. That it, the way he says it all is extremely well, racistly. Well, the way he says it, he goes, there's a white woman in that car. Yeah. Like so she you better deserves, apologize. Yeah. She deserves better than what you yeah. are showing or some shit like that. Yeah. Well, he says he is, he's not going to do it. So then the guy says, I'll punish you and he goes to scuffle with him but he's really no match for him and then uh, one of the other guys you know kind of breaks him up and that couple takes off and the people of color decide to get on their bus and take off because that's you know they better get the hell out of there because lord knows authorities are coming they're not going to be the ones that are going to get away scot-free for whatever just happened here at all exactly so as they're driving down the street the buddies talk and that is our first clip raymond See, I done told you about your temper, boy. You gotta watch out for them white boys. Every time I save your ass, I'm the one that got us in trouble. With Winifred, the news is out that the Ku Klux Klan is after us. In fact, we're the A number one reason for them getting back in the high gear. Shit, I don't much like running away. But you like breathing, don't you? What makes you think it's gonna be any better in the army? Well, you got to get into a good outfit, you see? The better trained you are, the better chances you got. Hey, now we get into that special forces thing, and maybe we can stay together. Special forces? Man, are you crazy? We'll go to war for sure. Being as how there's a war, we're going to go to war anyway. We'll have to jump out of airplanes. So, after that, we get war footage, because now they're in Vietnam. Did that look like reused news footage to you, or did it look like reused footage from another movie about Vietnam that they just bought the stock? It looked like documentary footage that was probably real, that they just nabbed. Uh, it didn't look like the real, docu quote-unquote, real documentary footage. It looked like the stage documentary footage that we used to get, where they would still be over there and they would be actual soldiers, but they would just be embedded to kind of show you... Oh, like, like the propaganda? Kind of, yeah. Like, it doesn't it... It feels... Like a little, it feels like it was really shot there, but it feels like it was orchestrated at the same time. Like the like you expect the voice. Look at our boys in our brave boys in green. Yeah, yeah, we've always been at war with East Asia. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So anyway, uh, the group is talking, and the kind of it's just mass confusion. They're talking about how their squad is led by an idiot, and they really need to find a, a new way because they're all just gonna get killed under this guy. This um, more stuff where they're actually talking about the plans, and then they actually go into the montage you're about to describe is probably the highlight of the film for me. Even though the suits don't match the actual war they're supposed to be taking place in, and neither do the trees or anything else, but the actual tactics that they're trying to learn and that they're showing being deployed are, are actually pretty accurate and pretty cool yes yes um well anyway they find a new captain and that is our next clip all right men this is captain quinn he says uh he has a proposition for us that's right captain quinn on your feet soldiers you grunts had your butts in the grass long enough to know this here is a jungle war guerrilla war only it's being fought by men who think it's World War I. Fixed defenses that get overrun. Shit, fixed defenses are something to hide in and not fight from. And my men don't fight from no fixed defenses. We're hunters and we stay on offense. We eat cold meals out of a can and sometimes we sit stone still for hours while the bugs crawl all over us. But we kill a lot of Charlie, and they don't kill many of us. Now, if you want in, I can arrange it. If you don't, I hope you bastards can run, because you're going to be picking them up and putting them down. Well, goddamn, Captain. This could be your guts spilling all over the terrain. Sick-ass war troops. The enemy's imagination is unlimited. And when you are with Quinn, you're right in the VC's backyard. Now, they put these in the ground. Some grunt comes along, steps on it, and Charlie racks up another casualty. So we got hit. And we installed steel inserts. So Charlie comes right back at us with something else, like this. Now the spikes are pointed downward. Try to jerk your foot out, the deeper they dig in. And no steel insert's gonna stop that. All right, here's another one of Charlie's toys. We call this a mud tater. The rain peels the potato, Potato peels your ass. Now, since you never know what Charlie's gonna leave behind for you, the only thing that you can do is try to avoid the places where he's likely to leave them. Now, never take a path. And never walk parallel to one. Never take the easiest route around anything. Look out for bridges. Watch out for stepping stones. Cross where it's deep. Don't cross where it's shallow. Charlie can do more with the riverbed. We could take this night advantage away from the VC. You up for a little night fighting? Why not? Get the VC so goddamn jumpy they'd start shooting themselves. Yeah, but if the VC moved big at night, we might run into a big force. Now you know how, how Charlie 
feels about us during the day. During that whole second half, talking about booby traps, I always thought that was just how court tends his yard. Yes, the get-off-my-lawn game has been upped quite a bit at PsyOps Labs. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, they jump a group or a, 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 a company of Vietnamese, and they take out many of them before bombs start going off and dispersing them. Uh, there's more fighting, and they seem to win the day. However, it comes at a cost as they find out that their Captain Quinn had been taken out. Uh, Yep, They're all sitting there getting high, talking about how they are on the biggest smack den in the world. Like, you can find smack everywhere, I guess. Yeah, they're the biggest producer at the time or something like that. Yep, and one of them decides to start selling it to, like, other soldiers and such. So, he makes some money selling a lot of smack. That is something that did happen, and also there was a drug trade that came out of the Vietnam War where it was brought back to America from there through Army Supply Line. Yeah, I remember watching documentaries where you, you watch guys that uh, would get weed and they'd use their guns to smoke it. Yeah, there was a documentary where they actually showed you where the term quote-unquote shotgunning came from. Yeah. I remember seeing that footage. A soldier took a regular, like, tobacco pipe, filled it up with weed, set it inside the charging section and the actual trigger section of the shotgun and pushed it into the barrel and then basically lit it and then blew the smoke down the shotgun into people's faces for them to take hits. And he said, this is called shotgunning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, amazing. I, re- I remember that part of the documentary. That stuck with me. I was like, holy Same fuck. Same here. That yeah. For some reason, to see a guy put his mouth around the barrel of a gun and then get high. <laughs> was was scary as shit to me. I was like, that's some next level shit right there. Yeah, that's some intense fucking shit. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so now we are back home. They decide to get drunk with an old friend who owns the bar there, and they ask about the KKK still being after them. But bartender was like, eh, they you know quit asking after a while. So it pretty much sounds like you know everything's gonna be fine. And this is from uh, the one like embarrassing interaction they had with that guy where they. Sort of one of them sort of kicked his ass until the friend sort of pulled him off, but really just kind of tossed him around a little bit and stood up to him. Yes, right. Um, so anyway, uh, they all three decide they're going to go into town to pick up some new threads because they're in their military uh, garb still. Then uh, we cut to some uh, a, a fellow and a lady are just kind of sitting out in the uh, uh, in the fields. They're kind of just uh, having some fun, and uh, she's uh, pretending like she's going to undress him. And uh, these are people of color, by the way. And she's going to pretend to undress him, but she actually ties his shoelaces uh, together and runs off, and he tries to run after her and trips. It's actually really funny. It's a cute little couple's frolicking thing. He even calls her a tease, but you can tell they're just playing around, and this may be a yeah. game they like to play. And when he catches up to her, she's already undressing herself, and of course, they are interrupted by three racists. Racist Two- rapists. Say that three times fast. Yeah, right. Racist rapist. Rapist. Whatever. <laughs> See, you can't. I can't. Can't do it. Don't want to say it either. Feels really gross just to say it. Uh, Fine. <laughs> anyway, one goes running after the girl while two hold the guy back. And by the way, this is the same guy who had threatened 
the guys at the gas station. Okay. After running there, he finds her and he catches up with her and rapes her. Pretty fucking brutal. Even for 76, this scene is still gross. Yeah. Because it's racially motivated and he says some fucking racist shit to her while he's doing it. Stuff I'm not even going to repeat. Yeah. That's the only problem with doing these films is I I don't want to put it out. You definitely have to watch any black exploitation we do. um, we, We do reviews of. Because if you want the full Monty of how fucking horrible verbiage can be, you'll have to watch it. Because we're not going to give it to you. Yeah, and also, I mean, you don't really need to have every moment of a rape scene described to you. You can experience it by watching the movie. I think it's even on Amazon Prime right now, at least. Yeah, and I'm not even just talking about the the rape scene. I'm talking about any scene in black exploitation where they talk and that kind of shit you know right but uh, the language they use yeah but i mean even still if we were going to just say racial slur here racial slur here as he's saying stuff to her and kind of give yeah. you an idea it's still a fucking rape scene on top of that and we're not going to describe that anymore we've done our time and we're we're done <laughs> we did we we went through that game we don't need to go through it anymore <laughs> yeah we just we can't folks we're we're, we're burnt out <laughs> we're burnt out on, on describing rape scenes thank you so anyway uh the guys come back with all their new threads and they find out about the lady's rape and that there was no punishment by the law that night they wait and as that lead guy who found her and raped her gets home they jump him and they beat the living shit out of him so good job uh, pretty cool sequence because you kind of see like them taking turns beating on him a little bit and there's one dude that primarily does it and then the other ones kind of step in and then they cut away you don't really see like a full on hardcore ass kicking but the after effect makeup you see kind of sells that yes the next day the sheriff actually meets with the guy who was beaten up he talks about how he's all fucked up in his face he talks about how five guys jumped him uh huh it was like and, one maybe three max yeah and as they talk the sheriff goes you know i'm not gonna really go looking too hard he goes because we all know you you earned what you got and the guy was like no no and he goes yeah we all know and he goes trust me i'm here to keep you know the crazies off the streets and right now you're one of them so just stay home don't pursue this any longer yeah his idea of keeping the pieces um let people run rampant but try and keep it before it goes to murder yeah and he tells him to, that it's done now. You know, he did something wrong. Then, you know, and now he's paid for it. And, you know, and I suppose in the sheriff's eyes right now, justice has been done. Uh, I disagree. It, it, I think in the sheriff's eyes, he feels this guy got off light with just an ass kicking for what he did. I think so. You can tell that the sheriff knows his surroundings. And I think he knows he's in, um, he, he's, surra- he's surrounded by sharks in his, you know, where he is. Uh, but he's he 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 looks upon him with disgust, and I think this is a sheriff that actually cares more about law and like the the letter of the law, and that's probably you can't arrest him because somebody gave him an alibi, and he's he knows it's bullshit, but he can't do anything about it. Well, and also but, you get the inclination that he suspects there's something more going on and pulling somebody else pulling the strings for the clan. Anyway, he knows his men are compromised, and he's doing the best that he can, or at least that's what they're trying to play it as. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing it as he's doing the best as he can in a in a in a corrupt county. So yeah, there's a lot more to actually talk about this film than what you would think for the length of the film. There's a lot. I, going I on. agree, especially about this sheriff. I really thought they really made a an interesting character with him. I would say that for the most part, excluding the racists and the clan members who are very one dimensional, there's yeah. a lot of three dimensional, very flushed out 
very well written, surprisingly so, for a black exploitation movie of this era. Characters. I enjoyed the bartender. We didn't see him a lot, but I enjoyed his character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, everybody's got a shining moment, and this is, I mean, spoiler alert, I really enjoyed it, obviously. This is a hidden little gem of a film. I wish I would have seen it sooner. It's not terrible. And you're right. It's, it, I mean, it. you know what? It didn't force itself to be longer than it needed to be. As he's leaving, he's, uh, the guy says, you know, your job is to protect uh, their race. And that pissed off the sheriff anymore, even more. And he said, that's not his job. And his job is to uphold the law. And so, then the guy shouts the blank lover racial slur at him. Yes. And he comes back and he pretty much stares him right down because the guy, in in a sense, is a pussy. So the sheriff stares him down. He can't even maintain eye contact because he's scared shitless. He's going to get another ass beating. Later on, the um, group of friends are talking to their local preacher. And that is our next clip. Well, does the sheriff know? Yes, the sheriff knows. But he says Winifred's got three witnesses says he was playing cards all night. A lot of good it'll do to be going to that sheriff. Now, don't judge the sheriff just because he's... Oh, now, listen, the, the preacher, listen. Now, now, when's the last time they done locked up some white man for raping one of our women? Huh? Now, don't get like that. Well, we can't let him get off scot-free. Well, we're sending a petition to the county attorney. Maybe with some outside pressure, some community pressure, we'll let them know that we won't stand for such abuse and treatment of our young people. Reverend... How many of your petitioners are voters? Not too many, I'm afraid. Well, then the county attorney won't pay it any mind. He don't care about black folks in the first place, and especially if they don't vote. No, look, I try to lead them. They're set in their ways. They, they won't follow me to register. They want nothing to do with government. There are more black people in this county than white. Now, if we got them all out to vote, we could have our own county attorney and sheriff. Junior, I don't know. I don't know. You, you might be right. How would you do it? You'd have to reach a lot of people. The Baptist churches are a natural network for getting the word out. The preacher then gets his congregation together and preaches and goes full throat into that they need to register to vote. Technically illegal. The guys are helping out by helping to explain how to get people to register and, you know, making like signs and stuff to, you know, make people go to register. And they get many, almost the entire town full, county full of people of color down to the courthouse and to register to vote, freaking out a clerk. This was my second favorite sequence in the film. Yes. Then, uh... A guy makes a phone call, or the guy runs to a phone booth, different guy, who's seeing this and states that all the people are taking over the town, these particular, you know, people. These people, and he uses a racial slur for the town's people that are taking over, yes. Yes. Then uh, the clerk gets a phone call from what seems to be the district attorney or the county attorney, and he tells him to shut down the courthouse. Then we see a bunch of cars driving in the night in a line. Then we cut to the three friends are talking to the bar. And the one who was selling all the smack in Vietnam, he keeps saying how he'd make a good sheriff. And one of the people said, well, what if when they ask you how you made all your money? He said, well, if they keep asking me that, I'll just throw him in prison. Wow. He's already corrupted. 
He's already learned how uh, government works. But uh, they all have a good laugh at that. Um, then their buddy Newt shows up. And he says, you know, everything's going great in his life. And he's getting ready to go to Penn State on a scholarship. And he's ready to have a, you know, get started on his life. So you obviously know where that's going to go. Yeah, he's going to die in about five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden their church is lit on fire. So, I mean, that's horrendous. Um, and then the KKK have a meetup. And their leader is the county attorney. In pink robes, no less. Yes, yes, in a pink robe. We see one of their KKK members is one of the sheriff's men. And then they uh, talk about all of the KKK's enemies, which is, of course, African-Americans, the Jewish population, and Catholics are their three main enemies. Somehow that's a clip. Yeah, somehow. And uh, then they explicitly name the three friends. So, uh, as now they're kind of like their top enemies. Yeah, they're out to get these motherfuckers. Yes. And then that same group goes out and the county attorney, they find Newt and they kill him by shooting him in the head. Bummer. Or in the chest. It was the chest. Sorry. Either way, it's a bummer. Yes. Then we cut to three racists, one of them being the police officer and one of them being Raper McRaperson, are torturing (laughs) one of the three friends to admit that he killed Newt. They are interrupted by the sheriff, and that's our next clip. What the hell's going on here? Back off, Leroy. This boy killed one of his own people. I don't give you the right to torture him, does it? You got a case against this boy? You're just getting your rocks off. Jesus Christ, Mark. What is this, Leroy here and now you? Just keep it up, keep it up. Pretty soon I'm going to have the whole goddamn clan in the slammer. All right, boy. Now, did you kill somebody? I didn't kill nobody. But somebody did. Because Newt Biggers is shot. And shot? Mark, did you test this boy for powder burns? No, sir. Jesus Christ. Well, there's one simple way to solve this, then, ain't there? Untie him. Untie him. Well, well, well. You don't look too bad, Raymond. Not for the worse. (laughs) What's going on? They said I shot Newt Biggers. Shot Newt Biggers? He did? Stone dead. Sheriff tested me for powder marks. Then he let me go. Let you go? After he beat you up? No, it wasn't the sheriff. It's that damn Myrick. And some dudes they the sheriff called Klansmen. That's a big surprise. Hey, baby, who you think shot Newt? I know who shot Newt. Said Turner. I saw his car driving off. You tell the sheriff that? You think I'm crazy? With Myrick and them Klansmen still in there, I ain't saying nothing. As soon as they go, I'll tell the sheriff. I got something to say to you about tonight, Sheriff. Oh, come on now, boy. You know damn good and well that the county attorney is not gonna prosecute that deputy for what he did to I you. I ain't talking about me, Sheriff. I know who shot Newt. It was Harold Turner, the county attorney. Shit, boy, get out of here. I saw his car, Sheriff. Well, hell, that's no proof. You could test him for powder burns. Maybe I could, maybe I couldn't. 
Oh, you want me to go to the papers then, huh? Tell them you refuse to follow a lead on a murder? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, all right. Now we'll go and we'll test Harold Turner for powder burns, all right? That's awful white of you, Sheriff. Yeah, okay. So now maybe we'll get somewhere, but, you know, probably not. Uh, A a small-town sheriff has vowed to help a black man. Only good things will come from here, Matt. Right, right. I mean, I can't see how this is going to go wrong at all. Yeah, there's no possible way this could be bad. No, not at all. Anyway, we see the county attorney. He's talking to his buddies on the phone, telling them not to worry that they've already set everything up to for one of the uh, African Americans to take the fall for this. Then uh, uh, our uh, guy and the sheriff show up, and he won't let them test him. Uh, the guy said he uh, he won't allow it, and the sheriff said he'll arrest him for noncompliance if he doesn't allow this test. Um, the racist cop is told about this, and he comes up with his own plan. So then the attorney gets a phone call, and he takes it in the other room. And when he comes out, he states he will take the test, but he wants it done at the station with a verifiable witness. At that point, the sheriff gets a call in his radio from the racist cop that the killer has been cornered and he needs backup. So the sheriff heads out. The sheriff arrives at the scene, and as he goes through looking at this kind of abandoned building, and he's kind of looking for him, and he's asking for him, he looks up, and the racist cop calls him a um, racist word lover. and <laughs> Racial slur go- towards black people lover, yeah. Yes. And then shoots him in the head, killing the sheriff. Uh, We then bring to the friends are playing cards, and a woman tells him that the clan is now after him, and there's no one to stop him as the sheriff is dead. Then the racist cop goes to visit the bar owner and intimidates him a bit into, uh, you know, uh, trying to give up information or that kind of shit. Uh, After that, the bartender holds a meeting, or the bar owner holds a meeting of all the kind of like the town folk of color in our next clip oh uh, we appreciate y'all coming out here We're also glad as many of y'all showed up as you could and uh as you as you know by the drum we at war with the ku klux klan and we need y'all's help now, we don't want you to fight for us nothing like that but we do want something that's just as important I want you to provide us with some, some intelligence. Because you never know which ones of them white folks you're working for belongs to the Klan. You know, look the bell like, like when you're in the kitchen washing the dishes and Miss Annie's talking on the phone. Or Irvin, like, uh, like when you're serving Mr. Frank them drinks and he's sitting out there on the back porch talking to his friends. You know, his tongue gets a little bit loose and he's liable to say anything. Just, just keep your ears open. And then when you get all that information, Bring it all back to me. I'd almost see to it that it get put to some good use. The only way we're going to be able to know what they're doing and outsmart them is if we keep our eyes open and our ears open. Ace? Oh, Ace, this is Rose. Old man Turner still got it in for them boys. No, no, he don't know where they're at. But Ace, they're gonna start some more foolishness though, Ace. <laughs> 
Like what? They're going to get Abner, preacher. You know when? This evening, after supper. How many? Myrick. Myrick and two more. Myrick and two more, huh? Thanks, Rose. I'll just do something about that. All right. So now they kind of got a, a, you know, a little uh, listening now, you know, <laughs> some eavesdropping networking going on around here. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's actually perfect the way they have it set up because no one would ever really suspect that they would dare pay attention and or could pay attention and figure out their plans just by listening in over. Exactly. Folks. It's perfect. Anyway, three men are going to go beat up, beat up the preacher. Uh, uh, as they're sitting in the car, the cop is getting increasingly worried about the feds becoming in. Uh, so they say, beat him up, but don't kill him. Uh, they try to say, well, what? We'll just blame it on the others in town. And he said, they'll know, you know, shooting one is one shooting a white sheriff or shooting a friend is one thing, but burning, they won't burn down their own church. So he's worried about the feds coming in. Right. Like, they're going to really be able to convince anyone that someone would burn down their own church. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, maybe a kid that got forced there his entire life by his parents and fucking hated it, but he'll never prove it. <laughs> and as the guys get out of the car to head up there, they are jumped and two of them are uh, kidnapped. Um, the cop on the phone says they got to be careful. He's now on the phone. He says they got to be careful because two of the men are taken. Uh, and two of those men are actually our county attorney and the lead rapist guy. And as he's saying he has a plan about what they're going to do, he's overheard by his his butler, pretty much. Um, so then the cop shows up at the bar and says that if the preacher won't tell him where the boys are, he will kill the bartender. He's talking to the bartender, or the bar owner. He's talking to him. He says he'll kill him. The bar owner says he knows exactly where they are, so he doesn't have to call the preacher, and he will uh, head out there, uh, and he'll tell him where to go. And as he leaves, the sheriff leaves to go get him, we see it's obviously going to be a trap. Uh, the attorney and rape guy are tied up, and they are questioned, and this is our final clip. Look at me, you slimy bastard. Now, what I want to know is, why you spread it around here that we's communists? Because it's true. Horseshit, Turner. Winifred may be stupid enough to believe that shit, but you don't believe it. It's a good way to keep the white population scared, though, isn't it, Turner? And to keep yourself elected. It's well known that communist rabble-rousers go around the country. It's not well known. It's well rumored by cats like Turner. Where in the hell did you first hear about communist rabble-rousers? From Turner? And whose private army did you fight in? Turner's, you stupid son of a bitch! Do you actually believe that you can put on evil spirit costumes and call yourself dragons and burn crosses? and afraid to fight your white supremacy to do you in, mother. Harold, they... Now look here. You are dealing in kidnapping here. Plain and simple. Now, you think you can get away with this? Uh-uh. Hey, 
You've already got away with it. Yeah, for now. Now look here. Now I can't promise nothing, but but if you release us, I do what I can to have us dead. You already killed the sheriff, so what? You'll be killed regardless. You too. White boy. The first. We gonna set fire to this old shack. And then we gonna nail your balls to the floor. And then I'm gonna give you a razor blade. And it's either cut or burn. <laughs> god damn that's intense that's fuck that see that's a that's a clip i was telling you about where i had to do a lot of cleanup for a lot of language because i just thought that was fucking rad at the end yeah it was really well performed too the guy really sells it yep cut or burn oof baby burn (laughs) yeah yeah uh then we see one of the those are two of the friends are in there and they're back in their Vietnam garb with their weapons and one of them, however, is dressed like in a, uh, in a KKK outfit and he's crawling now with the rest of the force that's coming for the the other two on the team and they're all in their hoods and stuff but they're calling on the ground at night in white hoods and white cloaks. Yeah, you're not going to be too difficult to spot. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Dummies. So anyway, as they're moving, uh, they were able to see, of course, and they shoot one of the invaders. Uh, the two ho- hostages have uh, very racist mass on. Very. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way to put it. It's very racist mass. Yeah, they might even have been masks that they actually own to pretend to be in blackface kind of thing or something. Yeah. And they are then untied, and they're ki- wearing those masks kicked out of the house by the other two. Then we go back, and one KKK member's blown up by a landmine. So, thank you. Yeah, that was funny. And then another gets hit by a booby trap. Thank you. Yeah, we're seeing the stuff that they set up at the beginning of the film being used to end the film. It's a really cool payoff. And there's nothing quite like watching booby traps go off and kill clan members. Yeah, that's, I mean, I could deal with a whole... You can give me another hour of booby traps killing clan members, please. Just a straight hour of clan death. Like, just yeah, clan members per- dying left and right. It would really be super. I would really enjoy that. <laughs> it would have really made your COVID experience a little more tolerable. <laughs> it really would. I've been, I've been like, hey, everybody, we're going to have a watch party. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, you could probably still do that if you could figure out how to host it and play the file. Exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, the two races are, again, uh, pushed out of the house and are shot dead by their own men because they just see them. Yep, and well, as they saw the mask and they automatically assumed. Yep, as they're checking on them, one KKK member gets his throat slit by the other guy who's you know behind him dressed as them. Then they release snakes before the other two leave the shack they were in. They leave snakes in there, venomous snakes. Yeah, another good old-fashioned guerrilla warfare tactic, I would assume. Yep. Uh, the members that are left over from the KKK are being shot at and pretty much led to go into the shack. With Once a bunch in of there, racial snakes- slurs being shot shouted in the background in almost every scene yep 
And then at that point, snakes are biting them, and they're just taking them out completely. Uh, everybody except for the sh- uh, the the racist cop who finds the trap door and gets out. Uh, the racist cop then gets a drop on the two who were inside the shack. Uh, he's about ready to shoot him, but then he is shot in the back by Raymond, the one who was dressed up as the KKK member. Uh, the three pack up the bus, shake hands with their borrowed friend, and leave town. The end focuses on a KKK billboard talking about communism. Roll credits. Well, gee, using communism as the scare tactic to justify your fascism. Wow, the film is so poignant even for today, Matt, because nothing has fucking changed. Nope. Communism's just a red herring. That's what Clue taught me. <laughs> well, there's that, and uh, it's just the same shit being repackaged, and they're trying to change the optics and make it hip and cool and trendy, and to be the thing, to be so anti-this and, you know, stand up against the establishment by being a racist piece of shit, I suppose, is the new way that they're trying to sell it. I don't know. Remember, if you want to stay inside and maybe help save people's lives by not spreading a disease... Um, that's easily transmittable and is quite lethal to people. Anybody who has an underlining health issue or the elderly, uh, that makes you a communist and a socialist. And you, you don't believe in freedom. The freedom apparently to kill those people. <laughs> so that you can get a haircut and, and it, go to the movies okay. again. And I don't give a shit because it's kind of something we're talking about. And nope. fucking I'm going to get on the soapbox. It's the same um, shit, but you keep it short. I will. Number one, it's real funny that the same people who told us Obama was going to bring death panels are pretty much just saying, let's kill these people now. And then two, it's real funny to see these fucking assholes with all these signs that say, my body, my choice. When Lord knows six months ago, those assholes see those signs and they hate those people holding them. (laughs) Because it was a bunch of women and women don't have the right that white men with uh, assault rifles do. Now let's stop and jump off the box. It isn't it's too high up. I'm scared. It's not reinforced enough to hold you that much longer. One way or another, you're coming down off of it. But I'm scared. I'm scared. All right. Back to the actual movie here, you fucking right. boxing motherfucker. It's, I know, right? It's amazing that all this shit is basically the same and it's just being repackaged and they're trying to change it with optics, which is relevant because it is the same shit today. So, yes, nothing has really improved all that much. It's just that I feel like the majority of people realize that this kind of way of life that the film is projecting here and showing us what the racists are trying in order to disparage an entire population. Yeah, it turns out when people do have more access to information, you know, some of them actually learn and won't allow this kind of shit to happen. I mean, let's hear it for the fact checkers out there, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Fucking A. (laughs) Okay, to the actual enjoyment level of the film, I could have watched, like you said, another hour of just KKK guys getting wrecked by this crew. That was super entertaining. They did a really great build-up. It gave us way more backstory and pathos and flushed-out characters than I was ever expecting from a 76 exploitation flick. Overall, this film just kept ratcheting it up and really making it more and more fun to watch. And goddamn, if this 77 minutes isn't over with so fast, you just don't want to maybe try it again. It, it's it, Yeah. And they, I mean, they, they ultimately went with the leave a wanting more. Yeah. Which I can't say that for a lot of the movies we review. Yeah, yeah, it definitely made me want to see these guys maybe pack up and go to another town and continue this quest. Yeah, go like the the 
the A team, only they just fight KKK members and racism. Right. They have this converted bus that they travel around in, and they are specifically a clan chaos disruption team or something. Some, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, you'd have a whole series of Brotherhood of Death, you know? It'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was really fucking good. It was a lot of fucking fun, and it's one of the more enjoyable black exploitation films. And again, I am so fucking shocked I have not seen this until now. Like, I bought the Blu-ray based solely on the poster, and this is one of the ones where, while I didn't get what I was expecting, I got way more than I could have ever hoped for. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm like, saw the how much time. I'm like, oh boy, I don't know what I'm going to be dealing with here when I started the movie. Because you, you see the time, it's going it to be on there but man that was thoroughly enjoyable the only the only the only problem i got with it is when you're trying to do clips that's a hard movie to do clips to but it's enjoyable for a watch yeah definitely a shitload of fucking fun and uh if matt figures it out maybe he'll host a movie fucking watch party which you can have watch along with him which i i doubt he'll do even if he does figure it out he's way too lazy to actually host something like that hey 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 you got a fucking point <laughs> well the next point to make matt is that better call Saul season finale is looming so we're going to play the gangs of hollywood podcast promo because again i'm giving the biggest boost of a podcast i ever have i don't know when i'll stop probably when i feel like actually changing out the actual promo for something different right on we'll have a little bit more music that i yanked straight out of the soundtrack of the film so everybody be cool everyone be fucking cool don't be assholes. When we come back, we'll do some Psyop news. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GOHpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. like my lovemaking style, I'm not even going to give you any warning. I'm just going to jam it right in there and give me some Psyop News.
slowest news ever to prevent court from going to enjoy something. No. Uh, <laughs> this comes from uh, Robert Ward, our pretty much our cub reporter in the field. Yep, yeah, our man in the field. Uh, woman projectile poops all over Walmart because she got caught shoplifting. I spilled pee all over the place, but I cleaned it up. I don't know what they got a problem with. Closest 41 year old uh, Dominica Deering of Beechwood, Ohio, was arrested after shoplifting from Walmart two days in a row. But the real story is her unique, profoundly messy reaction to said arrest. I think that's going in the spank bank. No, God, no. Deering. <laughs> well, you, come on, court. It probably would for you. Uh, Deering was. Darian was spotted shoplifting from Walmart on April 3rd, but was able to make it out of the store without being caught. However, the store security and police were given her photos, and when she came back the next day, greedy for more free stuff, authorities were ready. Darian was apprehended by Walmart loss prevention officers and taken back into the office area. Old cops are bumbling dummies. It was determined Deering had stolen $238.79 worth of items. And the blackface didn't age well. And it didn't. It didn't. And then things got weird. I'm going to stockpile all my guns because cops don't help you. It's probably true. Deering began screaming in an unidentified language. What's with all that it's- asshole creep? Is that how they translated it? <laughs> I think so. It said her name was Tamika Brown and that she was from Pennsylvania. You just watched taint and ass as balls wiggled in and out. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you did. Uh, Violate her body and make sure she can't leave. Ooh, badly timed. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Then, according to the Walmart loss prevention officer watching here, Deering raised her dress up to her midsection and began projectile defecating all over the office while screaming that she had coronavirus and needed treatment. I have a raging erection. Jesus, Matt. (laughs) The Walmart loss prevention officer immediately retreated into the corner office, to the corner of the office. This sounds like like a parody story like we've done before in the past. This is a total parody story. I don't know, man. This sounds real. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds very real. I just don't Uh, want it to be real. It's so fucking stupid and ridiculous. the, The Walmart loss prevention officer immediately reached into the corner of the office to avoid getting hit with Deering's flying poop and called for backup. I mean, yes, we're looking for titties, but we want those titties wrapped in a heavy plot. <laughs> Officers arrived and cuffed Deering, who pooped again at the store's entrance. Old cops are bumbling dummies. To hell with the also, police. I'm going to stockpile all my guns because cops don't help you. Ultimately, Deering pleaded guilty to two counts of violating the county's stay-at-home order, which specifies that any person coming into the county from out of town must be quarantined for 14 days so as not to spread the coronavirus, and two counts of larceny. All the charges are misdemeanors. All blowjobs should be teethy. <laughs> you can't pay a bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. All Deering spent should four be days. Deering spent four days in the Haywood County Detention Center, but otherwise was not sentenced to jail time. She was given a 45-day suspended sentence and 12 months of unsupervised probation. <laughs> so there, that was real. That can't be fucking real. That's fucking real, dude. That shit happened. Oh, wait. I'm going to play the audio from it. There's a clip of this actually happening. All right. Booty juice. Booty juice. Gotta have it now. That, that, that sounds like probably what the Walmart uh, 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 officer was saying. 
<laughs> I don't think he wanted it now. I think he was like, got to get rid of it now. Got to get rid of it now. <laughs> Let's cut off this stupid fucking show right here. This is going to be a Fucking A, man. Week. It's a shorter show, but better call Saul. Yeah, got to get moving, man. So we're going to play yeah. the ending Legion promo. We'll have a little bit more music straight out of the soundtrack of Brotherhood of Death. So everybody be cool. Be real. Just be super chill. Just come on. Don't fucking narc. And when we come back, we will close out this fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. to invite everyone to get off their high horse and check out our landing and launching page legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops yeah you can also hang out with us on our facebook group so long as you get down off your high horse that yeah we'll be up on that high horse that is where it's thin up there that is where all of the high horses are currently shipping in the tastiest of highest quality memes that you will ever fucking find. Only the highest quality of memes will be posted. This is not necessarily determined by Matt Psyop, who is available on Facebook, although he's never really on it unless it's during the recording of the show. But me, I'm the guy that's usually on your social media that will connect with you. I am Court Psyops on Facebook. Email feedback for Matt PsyopMatt at gmail.com. This would be the most direct route to let him know he needs to fix his fucking clips because Court's getting tired of it. Oh, Jesus, it's been twice. How tired of it can you be? Email feedback.
feedback to court, send at gmail.com and let him know, dude, it's been twice. How tired of it can he be? Yeah, right? Thank you. You could tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that knows more about everything that has ever existed than you. Twitter, I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt. Someone would probably make fun of your mom on there, so just be nice. Also, those high-quality, tasty-ass fucking memes that you may or may not be posting and or finding for us in the Cinema PsyOps group. The highest of quality will be reshared on the Instagram that I run, cinema underscore psyops. That's where you will see your tasty ass memes. All them quality posted memes. So if you'd like to try and help curate it, make sure you post it in the group and maybe it'll end up on the feed. Follow the Instagram to see if your choice was made from the group. Are you special? Are you not? Are you still on that high horse? Yes, I am, actually. Uh, I think it's going to die. Well, I think you need to come down off of that high horse and kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Not much. How you doing? Fuck you, Matt. I'm doing okay. All right. Fuck you, Matt. Um, yeah. Your clips were fucked up again. The exact what? same thing. Right side, no audio, just static, and it was really, really low. Left side sounded fine. Fucking weird. It's visually there. Like, you can see it. Open the export back up and see if that's what it's doing, if it's saving it. And you should have both left and right or just one single channel. All right. I, something's wrong with that. It has to be that chord, dude. It has to be. I don't know what else it would be. Yeah, it's got to be that chord then. Fucking weird. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll get another chord. Given the nature of the movie that we're talking about here, did you make sure you didn't get any racial slurs or am I going to have to go through and check them for that? I, you no, know, I made sure. Okay. There are like clips I didn't do because there are too many. And then there, my last clip, I removed three. <laughs> so it's going to jump around and sound weird, but I thought it was kind of an important clip to have. Right. Well, if there's a dead space or something like that where if you just take it out, you know, yeah. um, just like delete it, but don't delete it to where the two halves go together. That, okay. that dead space, I'll just throw a beep in to cover. All right. Well, I think you deleted the whole space and everything. So. All right. Well, that I did that for the trailer. It's fine. Um, right. It's the nature of the film that. Uh, it's it's, it it's an hour and fifteen minute film, but like forty five minutes of it's racial slurs. It's an hour and seventeen minutes in the full cut. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you got the television edit or not, which not necessarily television edit, but television master. Yeah. But uh, I watched the full cut just to make sure. Um, both. I think mine was yeah, It was an hour seventeen. Minutes. Okay, yeah, but I know you you tend to underplay the, yeah. the amount of time. But I yeah. just I rounded down.
I have um, the clips loaded up, and uh, good news, I was able to get the music out of the film. Awesome. The Blu-ray has an isolated score track, which has some sound effects and a little bit of background dialogue. So um, the unexplained like racial slur may pop up in the middle of the music that I'll have to take care of because I found like two or three of those. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and so like the, the music's ready to go. I have that pretty much set up. Um, I think we got everything that we need for the episode. It sounds like uh, we're set up and ready to go. Did you try last week where you turned the mic standing straight up and just talked over top of it? Did you try that? Standing straight up and then... Yeah, yeah. yeah like I tried to talk just over it. Like, over top of it and not into it? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Your plosives were significantly better than what they were, so I think we got a pretty good thing, but I would just say that if you're about to say a word that ends in a hard consonant or a P, um, just kind of tilt your face away from the mic or just make sure that pa 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 part doesn't pop as much, but uh, it actually sounded really good. We've almost got this COVID recording situation set up. Almost. <laughs> it's time for Georgia to fuck. Well, we won't worry about that because we're sheltered at home and we can weather out the rest of this stuff so long as we are the ones that are cautious. I mean, that's all we got. We can do, so. I mean, times are better now, Matt. Everything's solved and there's no more racism. That's all been fixed, but... All right, every, hold on, hold on. Hey, Court, promise yeah. me you'll listen. Uh-huh. No one out there, tell him, all right? This is all he has. He's hanging on to it by a thread. Just let him have this one. All right, go ahead, Court. <laughs> oh, that was fucking funny. I may have to play up to that. Kinda sells that. Yes. <sighs> Rona. Um, anyway, <laughs> you know what? It didn't force itself to be longer than it needed to be. It didn't insist upon itself. It, it did not insist. It insists upon itself. <laughs> anyway, when the sheriff stares him down, he can't even maintain eye contact because he's scared shitless. He's going to get another ass beating. Are you inferring that white supremacists are all pussies? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm inferring white supremacists are pussies and cowards. <laughs> Boy, somebody wants a clip replaced. <laughs> well, wait, I thought I was just going to get that anyway for doing clips and shit. <laughs> yeah, but you've been fucking them up two weeks in a row, so I'm going to play it again soon. Oh, that's mean. I don't mean to be fucking them up. <laughs> <laughs> Quality control, Matt. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's already learned how uh, government works. <laughs> Hello? Still here. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't hear you. Oh, okay. So- yeah, I was just letting you go. Oh, okay. Um, so he's already learning how government works, and they uh, talk about all of the KKK's memories, uh, enemies, memories, enemies. Are you not? Are you still on that high horse? Yes, I am, actually. Uh, I think it's going to die. Well, I think you need to come down off of that high horse and kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. (laughs) Okay, I guess that'll do, right? Yeah, that'll do. (laughs) I've stopped recording.